When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a real pro here on YouTube, you already know the best way to help out would be to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Jodon Fan. The Accidental Revenge In 1984, I was working in a country club banquet kitchen when I looked at my watch. Ten hours down, two to go, I thought to myself, and at that moment, I decided I didn't want to work in food service any longer. My next day off, I drove to the local community college, grabbed a paper catalog, and flipped through it, looking for a new career. Computer technician sounded interesting, so I enrolled. Turns out I had a knack for it, making straight A's during two of the four semesters. I found a job, but it only paid $14,000 a year, and even in 1986, that was lousy money. I stayed with the country club, but now I was tending bar on weekends and one or two nights each week. And that's when the story begins. The country club I worked at had a ballroom it rented out to non-members, so we had a lot of weddings and Christmas parties. Sometimes during daytime weddings in the fall and winter, wedding guests would go into the member area to watch the football game. It didn't bother anybody. The owners weren't proud and would take anybody's money, while I liked them because they usually tipped better than the members. Usually. One Sunday, some wedding guests were watching the game, and some guys at a table right next to the bar were talking. They were a little on the loud and demanding side, so I kept an ear out for them, so I was really paying attention when I heard one of the guys had just landed a new job, and from hearing him talk, he was going to work for my company. My ears really picked up when someone asked him, Why'd you leave your last job? Uh, I got fired, but it was BS. And I didn't hear what followed immediately afterward because customers at the other end needed serving. But I listened as best as I could. And honestly, it sounded like he was making excuses and covering up stuff. I concluded if he got fired, he probably deserved it, but I kept that to myself. They left after a couple of drinks and didn't tip. I'm sure you know, but all servers and bartenders fantasize about getting even with people who stiff them on the tips. I didn't know I would finally get that chance. A few weeks later, a new project manager was making the rounds of the offices. He was a replacement for another project manager who had received a well-deserved promotion. The new project manager was keeping the old project manager's assistant, caller Jane, who I had become friends with as I worked directly with her instead of the project manager as needed. Jane was a full-time employee and a part-time student who couldn't move to another state, and it was felt having her there would help out the new project manager start out on the right foot. I was called into my boss's office and introduced to the new project manager, and I recognized him as the guy who had just landed a new job. Did a friend of yours get married a few weeks ago, I asked. The new project manager, Colum John, squinted at me and said, were you the bartender? I nodded then excused myself to get back to work. Several weeks later, I had reason to call Jane on an issue. We straightened it out, then, thinking I was talking friend to friend, I asked her how it was working out with John. From her answer, it wasn't going well. As I recall, per Jane, he would arrive late, get some coffee, make a few phone calls, foist his work on Jane, then spend the rest of the day reading the newspaper. 
she wasn't happy. I wonder if that's why he got fired from his last job, I said. It just came out. I didn't really expect to hear John was a lousy project manager. What? Jane yelled so loudly, I didn't really need the phone. What did you say? What do you mean? And I told her the story above. There was a pause after I finished. Then Jane asked, Are you serious? Would you swear to this? I told her I would, still not really putting two and two together. This was my first non-restaurant job, and I was pretty naive about what it was like in the corporate world. Suffice it to say, I was about to find out. We made our goodbyes, then got back to our respective jobs. A couple hours later, my boss came into our area and spoke to our team lead. No big deal until my team lead called me over and told me to go with my boss. I followed him out and he wasn't saying anything which was unusual for him as he was a talkative guy. Went into his office and his phone was off the hook. As far as I know, you're not in any trouble, he told me. When I leave, pick up the phone and say hello to Mr. Vice President, then answer all of his questions. I nodded, practically wetting myself, and he left, closing the door behind him. I sat down and picked up the phone. Hello? OP, this is Mr. Vice President. Jane's had some news about John that she says came from you. What can you tell me about him? I told him the story above, answering any questions he had. He asked if I had told anybody else about this. I told him I had only told Jane. He paused briefly before continuing, OP, you might hear from HR Vice President about this. In the meantime, don't talk to anybody else about this, not even Jane. If anybody asks about it, send them to me. Do you understand? I told him I did, and that was the end of the call. I was slowly realizing somebody was in deep kimchi, but I wasn't sure who. Until about a week later, when Jane called me up. I am buying all of your drinks for every happy hour for the rest of your life. John just got fired. I never asked why, but from the scuttlebutt at the next happy hour, I think they found some issues with his resume. Do you think OP having overheard the conversation back in the bar, OP sharing that with a coworker was oversharing? Or do you think what OP had mentioned overhearing in the bar was a reasonable thing to tell a coworker? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Nalarpod, Ruin My Crap Boss's Marriage. About 10 years ago, when I was 19, I worked for a regional grocery store in the meatpacking department. Pay was bad and I had second shift. I came in at 3 and left at 11. It wasn't a terrible job, all things considered. I had the meat room to myself so I could listen to music and really just not be annoyed by other employees. My duties when I showed up was to package more ground beef and other beef-based products and put them on the shelf. After 5, I also had a juggle working behind the deli counter. Well, shortly after getting hired, the boss of the meat department showed back up from vacation, and I was the new guy. Everything was fine at the beginning, but I found when I would clock in, the lady behind the counter, we'll call her V, wouldn't be there and there would be a line. So I would clock in, spend the first 30 minutes of my shift doing her job. No problem, I actually liked that position. Well, after the line was done, I would almost always see Mr. Boss staring me down angry I'm not doing my job. He would give me the rant about doing my duties unless customers needed my help, and they almost always did, but he wouldn't listen. Come to find out the reason V isn't behind the counter is because her and Mr. Boss are having meetings in his office with the door closed. Not my husband or wife, not my problem. We continue this dance of me covering her station and getting in trouble for it for a few weeks until an ice storm hits. 
I tell my boss I can't get my car out and I'm waiting on a ride so I might be a little late. He proceeded to fire me because this is the last straw. By the way, I hadn't had any write-ups. I agree that it's fine because I hate this job anyway. Fast forward two years, I'm 21 and I'm celebrating with my friends at basically the only local bar in this terrible tiny crap hole town and when we walk in, who do I see? Why, if it isn't Mr. Boss and not V, but his wife. He looks at me and tries to act like it's a happy coincidence. I sit down, tell him it's my 21st. He buys me a beer as a gift, and I chat him up. Enter my revenge. I introduce myself to his wife and tell her how he treated me, talking about how I would cover the deli counter almost every shift for half an hour and then get in trouble for it because it wasn't my job. No matter how many times I tried telling Mr. Boss I wouldn't have to cover Deli, if he and V weren't having their daily locked door meeting in his office, she looked at him, looked at me, and couldn't say a word. It could be read as crappy, but his wife was super polite and friendly, and not in that crappy southern religious style, but a genuinely nice person. I'm glad I could help pull the wool to let her know her husband is a complete garbage person. I mean, to be fair to OP, If there's going to be a boss that's going to do nefarious things at basic human decency level, at least don't be an unjust jerk to every other person working with you. Also, it's a very minor detail, but OP pointed out the super crappy southern religious style friendly, and it just like unlocked three or four people I've experienced having that behavior. I think what it is is like every exchange with them, it feels like there's a constant passive aggressive layer being covered up with a smile. Hi, how's it going? Oh, that's so nice to hear. Oh, man. This next story is by Florida Orange 281 Hide me under false pretenses? Oops. Five years ago, I started a new job in my field. I was given a two-year contract, with the exception it would be a permanent position. This is how I was recruited, what the posting said, and what my contract said. While it's a two-year initial contract, they wanted a permanent long-term position. In my field, it's common practice to hire an initial contract before doing permanent because it's difficult to fire when you're permanent. When they interviewed me, they told me the position was established with a lot of clients. My predecessors retired and they need someone to take it to the next level. All good. I start the job and realize that after the previous person left, they didn't hire an interim and essentially the position was nothing except an intern who was doing 5 hours a week September to May. There was no web presence, so nobody knew about the services. Basically, I was starting from scratch. So I spent time building a website, creating social media, advertising, making packages for the community, made brochures, posters, and over the two years went from the five clients the intern had to 50 clients. When it came time to make my position permanent, they fired me. They said it didn't grow the way they wanted and I didn't blow it out of the water and as such, they were canceling my position and program. That was it. I was told to finish my work in the next month, and they'd pay the remainder of my contract out. I was dumbfounded, but whatever. I knew I could get a new job quite easily. A couple days later, I was going through Google Doc folders to delete all my documents and accidentally found meeting minutes from before my hiring in which there's comments that they want to hire the intern full-time, but they're still in school and won't graduate for two more years. I looked at another document that had brainstorming and discovered their plan to hire someone for two years under the guise of a permanent job to build the role up, 
then let them go and hire the intern permanently. This allows the intern to then take on a successful program. Well, intern worked until the end of May, and my contract was done in mid-July. After intern finished for the term, I decided to finish my work. The website, domain, and social media were all in my name, and since I was told they were canceling my position, I sent an email to the clients to say that the program was ending in June and directed them to other agencies that offer the same services for September, canceled the domain, deleted the website, closed all our social media accounts, closed the email account, canceled the account with the printing services that had all our designs done by me and posters, my intellectual property, everything. It was as if we never even existed. In August, I received an email from the intern that she was just hired from my position, but a slightly different title, and asked if I could come by the office to help her figure out the website as she can't find it, and to help her transfer social media, get the email information, and get all the posters and designs transferred to her name. I emailed her back and said, oh, well, this is awkward. I was told the program was cancelled, so I directed clients to other agencies so they could have services in September and deleted all the web presence so people wouldn't get wrong information. She sent an email back that I was mistaken, the board was going to call me, and asked if I deleted all my Google documents because they're gone too. The board sent me a scathing letter that I wasn't going to get a reference from them. I sent an email back, with my board's permission, from my work email, a competing agency, saying I was not in need of a reference. Just imagine how satisfying it must have been to send them an email back from your new work email, probably has a proper work signature and everything, saying, yeah, I don't need your help, I don't need your reference, have fun. And our final story of the day is by Diligent Cockroach 700 entitled Neighbor Gets Nasty Shock. A bit of background, my daughter lives in a small terraced cottage in a tiny village in southeast England. Her house is on the main road through the village. Her front door opens right onto the street. Outside her house, no parking is allowed, but 50 meters down the street, there are some parking spaces. For those of you not in the UK, where parking is not allowed, the council paint yellow lines on the road by the curbside. It's so quiet there's no police or traffic wardens. Between where the parking starts and the yellow line finishes is a small section of road that is block paved rather than tarmac. It's just a bit longer than a car length. It's within the no parking area, but due to the nature of the block paving, the yellow line paint has all come off. So I go to visit my daughter and mistakenly park on the block paved area because there's no yellow lines and visit my daughter. When I get back to my car, I'm amazed to find a parking ticket on the windscreen. I mentioned this to my daughter and she told me that the woman who lives in the house adjacent to that part of the road probably reported me to the council because she usually parks there herself and I had taken her spot. Here comes the petty revenge. I asked my daughter to let me know every time she parked there and I phoned the council to report her. She's had three parking tickets so far and now doesn't park there anymore. P.S. I did try to appeal the ticket on the grounds of the yellow lines being worn away, but I was turned down and couldn't be bothered to go to court. It's definitely petty, but hey, honestly, like, if someone else is going to abuse that spot anyways and claim it as theirs, you park there one time and they report you? You want to be like that? You can lose access to that spot too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.